Hello everyone, this is Kat, the host of your Growth Mindset Podcast Show. Today on the Batty Babe series to inspire and empower, I have young entrepreneur Mia on my show and she is going to talk about how she got into having her own business at 19 years old, how her parents raised her to support her, empower her, and ultimately raise a young entrepreneur watching her parents also with their strengths and how they love her and how humble and amazing her parents were. Just a lot of key points to listen to as you listen to this episode, whether you're a parent, mother, father, or young entrepreneur. She's very inspiring in telling this story. This is also her first time recording a podcast. Really excited to have her on the show today. So take a listen. start from the beginning so when did you when were you when did you find out you were an artist so I know we were talking about your two very creative parents that are also I want to say entrepreneurs very smart amazing parents Mm -hmm. and how did that slowly influence you at like what was the youngest age Mm, I think for me I always like for a lot of people having your own business is not like a viable thing but for me it's always like been very obvious that it is very viable because both of my parents had their own enterprise um, when I was a kid Um, and they're both very artistic like I said so for me it was always um, kind of a given that if you really like something there's always a way to um, I don't want to say make money with it because it's like kind of removes some (laughs) meaning from what I was saying but Um, Yeah, whatever you like to do, there's always some people that are going to appreciate it and some people that are going to be following you for it. Yeah. So as long as you do what you like. So I think that's how... I can't say I'm like super successful. I don't make a ton of money with what I do. I make enough that I don't have to have a job and still I can still do the things I like, like going out to eat with my friends or like travel. Um, But you know, I don't make like enough money that I could like buy a house for myself and stuff. I'm not that successful. She's she's humble as fuck. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> because I'm like, no, but then I don't make that much money. Like realistically, ah. I don't make that much money. But I like, I can say that like I was able to have my own business, not because I wanted a business, but because I wanted to share what I like to do with other people. Mm-hmm. It was my main reason. So I think because if you go into like making a business just because you want to make money and you want to like get popular or whatever it's not gonna work because people are gonna know that you're doing it for that that you're not being genuine yes i think just being authentic yes i love that you're saying when you're an artist yeah Yeah. and so i wanted to so like you were saying before is that your creativity definitely it stemmed from your your parents because and it was natural is what we were talking about it was Mm. natural and it's like i would think also from what you're saying is that you saw them they kind of love what they do, right? Like from your dad. Um, can you tell us what your dad, like what his business is or was and what you watched him do growing um, up? Yeah, so my dad's business is Barguard Guitars. He's pretty well known in what he does. He builds guitars. Um, he is very skilled. I've had, um, I'm very lucky because I've got to travel a lot with him because of his job. Um, he has some clients that will literally pay him to deliver the guitars 
to them because they want to meet them or sometimes they'll go to like um music conventions and stuff like that um so i got very lucky in that way because i get to travel a lot because of it and i get to meet really creative people and really amazing people i get to listen to a lot of really amazing musicians all the time so that is that is one thing that i thought was weird because oh, you know cool. i grew up around music and stuff but i'm i'm not a very musical person <laughs> well i am but i don't really know any instruments i know ukulele but it's like <laughs> that doesn't count no that's awesome and who who did you who was your favorite that you went and saw with your with um your my favorite that i went is i saw a lot of people most of them i would not remember their names oh okay because they're not like popular oh yeah people. they're yeah. like very you know acoustic and stuff mm -hmm. like that but if i were to say my favorite it would be um antoine dufour because mm -hmm. he is my dad's friend and i've known him for a very long time and we go to see him like at least once a year and he's very good at what he does so and he's been very successful lately he's gotten like over a million views on one of his videos on youtube wow so that's we are, we are really proud of him for oh, that cool and your dad made the guitars for him yeah he basically wow. the deal with this guy is that he gets the guitars for free but he's only allowed to play my dad's guitars oh yeah that's their deal <laughs> it's a good deal like his yeah, he's like his little representant. Gosh, I have to see what this looks like. So he builds them from literally just ground up. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Crazy. If you do want to look him up, he has an Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. What's yeah, his, his name is name? Beauregard. So like my yeah. last name. Yes. Guitars. Mm -hmm. That's oh, his name. Cool. Yeah, okay. He's been doing this for, for a long, long time. And actually he learned his job in Arizona. We were talking about Arizona earlier. Uh -huh. He he studied in Arizona for a few years. Um, he, he did, my dad did a lot of stuff. He's definitely a big inspiration in my life. Um, he's, a, he's a very creative guy and he's very down to earth. You know, he has a lot of success, but he doesn't like let it go to his head. So yeah, very proud of him for that. Aww. I know that he's excited to retire though, cause it's very demanding work and he's getting old. So my dad is 55 years old right now. Mm -hmm. So it is getting harder for him, and you know, traveling and all that, it's, it's rough. Yeah. Oh, wow. And how did that feel for you? Like, do you remember like your youngest memory, your memory, um, like watching your dad put together a guitar and like how you felt? I'm sure that's like, will you know, stay with you forever. Yeah, what my dad used to do when I was a kid is he would like, when I was a baby, he would take me and he would like sit me at the corner of his work table and I would just watch him work. I can't remember it, but I can yeah. remember like, I've heard a lot of stories of it. And it's so cute because this one time my dad was interviewed by a Japanese magazine. Wow. And when he was interviewed, like when the guy came to take the pictures, I was sitting there. So there was like a magazine picture Aww. in Japan somewhere of like, baby me sitting in the corner of a table while my dad's working that's really funny i would really like to find it because it's, it's really cute mm -hmm. yeah oh my gosh that's awesome well your dad sounds awesome and um can you tell a bit about your mom so what did you watch your mom do growing up so i know you were saying they were separated but like you have a great relationship with both of them um mm -hmm. so what did you how was your yeah yeah what did your mom do when you were growing up um, so my mom for like all of my like all of my childhood she's always um, 
worked on her own so she would like work from home and she would have her own business um so when i was like very small and i went to like kindergarten i like really didn't like it my mom saw me cry one time and she was like that's it and she opened her own kindergarten so she could have me at home no shit did she really so badass (laughs) yeah she couldn't handle like see me cry like that so she was like "Mm -mm, no no so yeah she opened her own kindergarten and then when i was done with kindergarten she just closed it Mm -hmm. and that is and crazy. She went into photography. That is crazy, but my mom's like that. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. That I love it. And then she went into photography. Yeah. Yeah, she went into photography. She did that for a few years. Um, she used to be the president of a thing that we have in where my dad still lives. Mm-hmm. Um, which is called La Valley de Richelieu. It's like a, uh, the Richelieu Valley. It's all all of a, it's a big valley that's surrounded by a river. And in that valley we have this thing called the art parkour mm-hmm. and it's a program with like you go visit a bunch of museums and like artists and restaurants and shows and my mom used to be the president for that so she would like coordinate all of those events and that was really nice and now because of that we have a bunch of like paintings and like um i don't know what those are called you know like um the things you put in the windows that are like mm. glass yeah. like at church and stuff. Yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> but yeah, so we, we have a bunch of those things at home because they were given to her by like artists. And that was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and then she started being a graphic designer for like an architecture firm. Um, and then she changed jobs because she was working from home all the time and she was getting tired because she was never going out. Yeah. So she took a job in the city, but the mm-hmm. it was too late, so she would do like four hours of transit all day, oh, every wow. day, and that was that was too much for her. So she decided to move to the city. I was very upset because I grew up in my little village, and, was so and I had to move to the city, and I thought that everything was ugly, and I didn't <laughs> like it. I was like, everything is made out of brick here. It's ugly. And I was really upset. Um, but yeah, but I'm I'm very happy to live in the city now. I think if I had stayed in my village, I would have been very sad because you know there are no buses or anything. You have to drive everywhere. Yes, yeah, twenty uh, minutes to go do your grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but that also sounds cute and quaint at the same time. The village versus yeah. like city. And um, can you tell a lot of the, our audience again where you are, where you grew up, and language you speak? Because I forgot right. to mention that. <laughs> right. So I live in Quebec. Which is in Canada. I don't like to say I'm Canadian. I like to say I'm a Quebecer. Oh. Um, just because Canadian and Quebecer identities are very different. Uh-huh. Um, my first language is French. I've only learned English when I was around 13 because I moved to the city. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is. I'm I'm very blessed to live here. I think Quebec is a very beautiful place. The people are very nice. And we're very lucky because we get a lot of... Um, really good services from like the government. Yeah, I know we were talking about that earlier too. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's get into, so what made you get into your craft now? So what was that transition period? How old were you when you started to create your own costumes? Um, well, honestly, it's kind of like a transition thing. So what happened is when I was a kid, I was really big into reading. I would read all the time mm-hmm. and I would like read a lot. 
And then um, when I was around, I think, 11 or 12, I got into this book series called Warrior Cats. I got really, really into it. <laughs> and then I started drawing because the people that were fans of this would draw a lot. And so I started drawing because of that. So that was like 2013, something like that. And yeah, so I started drawing cats all the time. And I did that for like a year or two. And then eventually I found like a few videos of like furry conventions actually and i was like that's so weird but i kind of like this and can and you explain what that is <laughs> for those right, that have no idea right. so a furry is like a fan of anthropomorphic animals so animals with human characteristics yeah so like Simba from the lion king right he talks that's a human characteristics a furry like if you're a fan of simba you could like consider yourself a furry but it's like it's a specific fandom so it's like um it would be like um you know people who are really big fans of harry potter yeah it's the same thing except we produce our own content yeah so everything is produced uh it's a it's a very it, it feels very good to be in that fandom because it can't be commercialized it can't be it's just artists yeah there's no big companies that can just like make stuff because everything comes from us and the artists within the fandom so that's really nice and that's what drew me to it initially because yeah. everyone is very creative and it's just it's very nice yeah so, and you started sewing or like how did that turn into you know making the costumes um well i saw videos of people wearing those costumes so those costumes are called fursuits and i saw people wearing them and i was like that is so cool wait i want to make one and then my dad is very, you know, my dad would like try to encourage me in every single creative thing that I got. And I was like, Dad, look at these animal costumes. I want to make one. So he took me to the city and we went to like a bunch of fabric stores and I bought some fabric and I bought some foam. I made my very first fursuit head. It was so ugly, so bad. <laughs> um, but I just fell in love with like making stuff with my hands. And, and how old were you for when you made that first one? Hmm, I was probably 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a very high reward work because like when you draw something or when you take a picture, it's nice, you can look at it. But when you like build a costume, you can like wear it and perform yeah. as your character and everything. That's and so it's cool. very high reward. So it's very cool. Um, yeah, it was something that like I started working, I started doing it for myself. And then some friends of mine were like, oh, I really like this. Do you think you can make me one? And I was like, of course. And I, I made my best friend one. And then I got a bunch of people who were like, oh my God, that looks so pretty. Can I get one? And then I just started making a bunch of them. And that's how it happened yeah. basically. And what is the average of how long does it take to make one full like suit from head to toe? Mm, it really depends on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, but if, if it were like a basic one with only one color, I would say it can take, like if you're very um, disciplined mm -hmm. and you work every day, it can take up to two weeks. Yeah. Very long process. Um, it's not difficult to make them. It's actually really easy, it's very simple, but it's a lot of very repetitive tasks and it takes a long time. So that's why it, not a lot of people do that because it takes yeah. so long. 
Um, the sewing, I can't imagine because I I don't even think I even tried because I was like, nope, that looks too hard. <laughs> My sister, she ended up making like different um, parts of her dress and her date suit when when at prom. So she was really good at sewing and it runs in her background. But I'm like, that shit is hard for real. <laughs> I was like, it takes so have long. a sewing machine and everything. And do you yeah, have I do. at home or do I have a what? Do you have a shop at home? Um. I have a I have a shop, uh, like your garage, right? You're saying yeah. Um, it's my basement actually. I do not have a garage, <laughs> but yeah, it's in my basement. Basically, I have all my materials there. Um, most of the time, it's kind of crazy because I have a work table, but I think it's like a native thing. We just like sit on the ground while we work, so I always sit oh. down. I don't know why. Um, yeah, it's just something that I do. Mm-hmm. Usually I just work in my basement. I don't even use my sewing machine all that much. I'll you only use it if it's like a very... Right? I hand sew a lot of stuff. That... Everything that's on the head, I hand sew. Oh my god, that's crazy. Because it's too precise. I can't run it through the machine. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to post your information and stuff because people are like, I want to see what this looks like. And it's just so detailed because I have the page pulled up. And um, can you uh, tell us the handle, the name of the handle? So maybe people can like look at it right now as we're talking. Oh, right. Um, my handle is uh, on Instagram is Karenji. So K-U-R-E-N-J-I. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have a store that is on my Instagram bio. I have a link with all of my social media. I have my art gallery for digital art. And yeah, pretty much all my stuff is on there. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. I just can't believe like I, when I heard that, yeah, you hand sew everything into detail and just like looking at it, I just, I just can't imagine how long that takes. Um, a long time. <laughs> the Usually I'll just like plug myself in front of the TV, I'll turn on a TV show and I'll sew while I'm just watching something. That makes it take longer then because I'm not like yeah. looking at what I'm doing, but it's less boring. So usually that's what I do. And so how long would you say is the average to make one, like on average? Mm, I would say um, an hour is probably like 200 but it depends on a lot of things because some characters are very complicated and some of them are very simple um some of them will have like little details that makes it so that it's like very simple but it makes it take so much longer so like horns and wings and stuff like that yeah so yeah so like from start to finish would you say like you can finish one within weeks if you had to or two months uh, yeah yeah my my personal one that i usually wear i'm not gonna wear it anymore because it's very old and it's <laughs> starting to get a little weird but um originally i made it for uh, halloween when i was in my fourth year of, of high school so it was like 15 um yeah when i was 15 i decided oh i'm gonna make myself a fursuit for halloween because i don't have one right now and i want to wear it to halloween so I had two weeks to do it and I, I did it. I did an entire full body fursuit in wow. two weeks. Um, it looks fine. It's very rushed. I wouldn't sell something like that because like the inside looks kind of choppy, but <laughs> from the outside, it looks nice. So wow, I could say it, it works in two weeks. I could do it. And what is the average that you charge for the, the full suit? Um, so for full suit, my price is started at a hundred, uh, I keep messing up my numbers. English is hard. Um, <laughs> fifteen, fifteen hundred dollars USD. 
would would be my starting price for full body but it only goes up so that would be if your character only has one color no wings no claws no horns a short tail then that would be the price but then like as soon as you add like colors it, it adds up mm -hmm. um i would say like the average price would be for me around 2000 usd yeah but i'm very i'm very cheap um some people will sell them for like a price that's pretty common for full body is six thousand mm -hmm. um but recently there was um what is their name again i think twinkie arts mm -hmm. who just surpassed the um, the new world record for the most expensive fursuit and they sold it for 50k wow at an auction yep that's crazy. Now I have to look this up and see what that looks like. Yeah, it's it's absolutely crazy. Oh, actually, it's Zuri Creations. Zuri mm, Creations okay. just beat that record. But their fursuits are amazing, really good quality, and they look really good. I wouldn't pay that much. I yeah. Mean, I'd rather get a car or, like, a house or something. Or, you know, people spend their money how they want to, so. Yeah, exactly. And I see that you do the pins. You have other creations also, you know, as mm -hmm. an artist. And, you know, people can buy that from your website also. I love the pins, like they're they're really cute and detailed. And how long have you been doing that also? Was this all together, you know, with the, the fursuits? Um, no, so actually making um, merchandise was, I started it um, like a year ago mm. because I wanted to sell at a convention uh, that ultimately was canceled because of COVID. Oh, no. So now I have a bunch of things around my house that I do not need, which is why I opened my online shop to, you know, get rid of some of them. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so all of the stuff that I have right now, I'm trying to, because it's pretty old, it's like a year old, it's old art. So I'm trying to sell it so I can get some money to make some new merch with mm -hmm. like my new style and everything. Um, I'm looking into making more keychains, more enamel pins, and I actually want to do some shirts. Yeah. And t-shirts and stuff. Uh, I was actually also looking into making socks. That'd be really <laughs> fun. That'd be very cute. I could see that. That would be great. Yeah, um, it's just a little expensive to make, but it would be fun. And when you um, grew your your business did you learn all of this on your own or you really did like because I, I know your dad has his own business your mom had done this so all your questions you had on how to grow your own business and you really turned this into monetary like income coming in did you have help from either your family or friends um so not really when i first started making money online it was by i would sell like drawings mm -hmm. um that's how i first started making money i didn't even have a bank account i just had a paypal <laughs> Um, that's how I started making money and then eventually I grew into more things. Some things I'll go ask my dad about because he's very knowledgeable. Um, but most of the stuff I just figured out on my own just because my line of business is very different than my dad's. You know, my dad handles like luxury music products. I do costumes and like merch. So it's very different. Um, but yeah, if, if I have any questions, I can always ask my parents. They'll definitely know. 
but usually I, I try I'm I like to be independent I like to do my own thing like, that's what I was gonna say I was like you are very aggressive about your own research and very independent and I mm -hmm. love that and um from when from hearing your story about just even your parents it just sounds like they were just so encouraging and supportive of your dreams like that story mm -hmm. of you getting excited and wanting to make your own costume and your dad's like all right let's go you know yeah. my mom's always been my mom just follows along and she kind of complains because like i leave stuff everywhere all the time she like she's she's not opposed to it she's just like doesn't really care but my dad is like oh like let's like get you like a, a workshop and i'll buy you some materials and blah blah, blah. Um, my dad is very i'm very lucky i'm very blessed because my dad is very um pushy he <laughs> tries to make us achieve stuff mm -hmm. which is very nice um, my dad made me grow a lot as a person so my mom too uh just in different ways <laughs> yeah but creatively i would say my dad yeah. helps me out a lot with growing and stuff like that yeah, this is really inspiring and it just makes me think about um, my audience. It's a lot of like either parents or or young entrepreneurs or even those that are my age. And as, as you tell your story, I have friends that are like, yeah, I want to pursue something on the side and I want to do this, but no one's actually trying to pursue it. And so what would you tell say for either those that are coming out of high school or those like want to do something on, on the side that are maybe high school, college and want to, you know, test the waters, want to probably do a DIY workshop or do I DIY anything and sell online, but they don't have that kind of support and they they're passionate about doing it, but they're also scared they might not make any money. <laughs> mm -hmm. What would be your advice for them if they came to you and were like, should I do it? Should I not? Um, I would say for me when I started like investing in my merch and stuff because I can't produce that myself Obviously, I have to send it to like a manufacturer and everything. It was a lot of money. I'm a student. So <laughs> what I did is I just got a Regular job. I worked in a tea shop for a long time and I saved up my money and then that's what I did I just invested in materials and stuff Um, I guess it's a bit different for me because I live with my mom So I don't have to pay rent or food and stuff so I get to save my money and like put it all towards something that I want to do. Um, but I think it's very important to take some time and do things that you want to do um, and not just like work all the time. And I, you know, if, if you always go into something with the idea that I have to make money out of this and like I have to save up money to this and blah, blah, blah. I think you can always do something creative with anything you don't have to buy really expensive materials or anything um because you know creativity is like doing stuff with like anything so i would say because creative skills and skills with your hands it translates into everything so like maybe try to make things with stuff you already have and then you get more comfortable with using your hands and using materials and then when you actually have the money to buy high quality materials and do the things that you actually want to do and you're going to be more used to crafting and doing those things so it becomes easier right i love this it's so simple and awesome i i can't say that enough to hear someone as young as yourself saying these things because i have friends that are like well over 30 40 that are struggling with this very you know mindset mm -hmm. of you can absolutely do something like this on the side and it doesn't necessarily have to be of course oh i'm here to make six figures or or make all mm -hmm. that money 
but I love that you keep saying that, you know, it's something that you love and you like, and I can see that you yeah. like talk about it and it makes you happy. And that's what matters. And if you can make money doing what you love, even better. <laughs> yeah, I think there's no, there's no like miracle mm-hmm. thing. There's no like um, formula that will get you to like make money with what you do and whatever. You know, like a lot of people will try to sell those things online like oh how to make money with your own business or how to grow your business or blah blah blah. but like I think the key to it is just do what you like be genuine and people will see yes people will because people are attracted to positivity and like honesty so absolutely I know I see that I say um I help so with me I help my clients grow authentically and Mm -hmm. that's what it is and everyone I work with is I help them grow from what they really love and care about outside of the money. And then, you know, of course, guide yeah. them with the money. But it is so important as you grow your business, no matter whatever that is, I love that you said that you see that they're genuinely growing, especially on social media, because we can get so carried away by social media. And, you know, there's there is a lot of, I want to say salesy stuff out there like gimmicks or you know um get rich quick in your business and stuff and we could very much lose ourselves in all of that on top Mm -hmm. of social media so i love that this also feels very very pure and innocent that you know you started it with two amazing parents and you already know you you are you're very grateful for two parents that are supportive and that also empowered Mm -hmm. you to grow your business and that is awesome because there i I talk to a lot of parents and there's a lot of parents that also listen to my show and they're wondering how can they support their kids when they want to pursue something, whether it's college or growing their own business or, you know, something on the side, mm-hmm. learning about money or investing their money. Mm-hmm. And I love how you said you saved your money to put aside to do something you like or love, you know, and I know you like to travel, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you yeah. know, you're going to put that money towards something. And you're not just like blowing it on, you know, whatever random stuff. Like you have a business to run, you have things to take care of. So, and you're humble because you straight up said, like, I don't pay rent. <laughs> you know, <I> don't. <laughs> you know, you are a student. And yeah, I mean, you're humble as fuck. Like, that's all I hear. <laughs> and I love that. You are authentic. Um, and I can see your business doing really well because you have a great head on your shoulders and you have an incredible support system. And um, yeah, I just can't help like, just think of all the parents out there that push their kids to be doctors, nurses, because <laughs> I come from a Filipino background. It's like, make money, you know, make that six figures or go into tech or sales. Mm-hmm. And Well, I mean, my mom is definitely very pushy at one point. She really wanted me because my mom, you know, she's very, she's very smart. She's much better than I am. I'm, I'm like, I try to do math. I'm like, oh God, I can't (laughs) do anything. But my mom, she's like, she's a genius, you know, like she, she she went to university for it and everything. And then she, she never pursued anything into it because she changed her mind. But she works in the stock market. So right, she works in the stock market now. But so what happens is when I was in high school, she was like, oh, you have to do advanced math, you have to do advanced science, blah, blah, blah. And my, I have a very small brain. I can't do those things. So I was like, no. And you know, like I did it for like half a year. I was really bad. I quit. My mom was very mad at me because she was like, oh, you're closing so many doors for yourself. You're losing so many opportunities. But I was like, but I know I want to do art, you know? So for, for a while, she was really mad at me and she was really upset. But now it's like, 
doesn't matter anymore because you know it's just high school it's not that yeah. serious and i'm sure she sees that you know you're this isn't like you're just like sketching something and it's like really like chicken scratch it's like being funny like you have like a legit system going on here um i was like you know even asking you about like you know your taxes and like you have a paypal account i i work with clients that still don't know how to do any of that stuff so <laughs> definitely give yourself credit and i'm sure your mom is like really proud of you too you have parents that are mm -hmm. so proud of you you know you're a really hard worker mm -hmm. so yeah i just love your story and everything that you're working on right now and so for those listening definitely go check out her work and all her artistry she's very skilled very creative <laughs> you guys can't see the video over here but it, we're just, <laughs> little just bit like, of, we're playing <laughs> it's a little bit of, of play um my brother is also over here in my my production team behind me jokes we're just joking around here guys sorry but um yeah definitely check out her instagram and her website go support her business and if you are a young entrepreneur and you want to do something and you have all these questions on the side i'm pretty sure mia would not mind answering those questions for you so go message her and figure it out you know how to pursue something you really love and maybe make some extra money on the side you know instead of blowing it all on something that you know won't benefit your future and you want to travel do it, you know, like Mia did here and create some kind of business online. And right now, and it's just like, this is the empowerment talk in me is like, there are no excuses, right? If you want to make something happen and if you really want to, you know, go for something, there are like no excuses at this point. You will, where there's a will, right? There's a way. <laughs> mm -hmm. I agree. Right? But also <laughs> when you do creative things, like I do, it's very hard to feel overwhelmed. Yes. And you have to remember it's really okay to take a break. I, oh, I love you that. You can't overwork yourself because I went through that for a while. I did not want to work anymore because it was just too much. And I got so many clients at the same time. So mm -hmm. you have to know your limits. You have to know how many clients you can take on at the same time without like feeling like it's too much. Right now for me, that's three. It's not a lot, but <laughs> anything over that, I'm like, oh God, my list is so long. And, Takes forever well, to do it. You're a student yeah. and you have a business. Yeah. So guys, if you heard her, she just said to have um balance, right? And that's yeah. important. Very like important. take care of yourself, take yeah. breaks. Um it's don't really important to take time to go out and stuff also because sometimes when you start a business you like closing on yourself and that's all you do, that's all you want to focus on. But that's not healthy. So you have to, you know, go out and you still don't cut yourself from your friends and stuff. I know a lot of people who did that and yeah not good it may benefit your business but it's not going to benefit you in the end so <laughs> oh i love it i love all of it and i'm pretty sure i'm going to have you on another episode because you know mm. this will go on and i know i'm going to have more questions i like to pull questions from my audience and do a q a and so we'll have you back for that one really exciting and so for mm. everyone listening one more time before we close out can you give your handle um your website link and you know where they can message and contact you right so um everything is on my instagram so my instagram is karenji k-u-r-e-n-j-i um there's a link in my bio with all of my information all of my links for everything my gallery my twitter my youtube account there's nothing on there but if you want to check out my youtube channel <laughs> i have one um and there's my store also if you're interested in buying anything that would mean a lot to me 
Um, and yeah, if there are any questions or anything, I'd be very happy to answer them. Awesome. And yeah, thank had a lot of fun so today. Much. Yay. Thank you, Mia, for being on our show. And thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll definitely see you soon. So go check out her links and Instagram. I will definitely be posting her on my Instagram as well at Catherine May LLC. So we'll see.